Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon Podcast. Hello everyone, welcome back. Hope you had an amazing week. This is Sarah. And this is Katie. I also hope you had an amazing week. (laughs) We always hope you have an amazing week and it's fucking fantastic. Oh, she's right out the gate with the F-bomb, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I love it. Bad review. Oh, how dare you say a naughty word. (laughs) I'm so not educated. I'm so stupid. Sure. Sure, sure, sure. That's that's a lie. Um, Before we get into today's episode, I have some new patrons to shout out. I want to say hello and welcome to Shawnee. Hi, Shawnee. She joined us. It makes me think of Shorty. I'm loving it. Shawnee. Joined us at uh, the Celestial Kingdom level. So hello. Welcome. Thank you for your support. Thank you, Shawnee. And I'm also digging the fact that you love a good Jeep. Uh, She's on my social media now, and I saw that you're always in a Jeep. So. Oh, you you had a Jeep, right? I did. I did have a Jeep. Jeep, Jeep, beep, beep. That was my Jeep. <laughs> okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> moving on along. We have a new Outer Darkness <gasps> member. <laughs> the highest level you can go, and that is Corey. Hi, Corey. Welcome. Thank Hello. you so much. Hi, Corey. We are super happy to have you. And as always, incredibly flattered that you want to join us in Outer Darkness. Um, Mm -hmm. So thank you. We are actually going to be sending you your video in a few days. But when you get this or listen to this episode, you already have had it. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The Outer Darkness patrons get welcome videos from (laughs) two gals. These are lovely faces. And uh, last but not least, our patron Mike also upped his pledge to join in Outer Darkness as well. So thank you so much, Mike. You'll also be getting a welcome video. Ah, Our patrons are amazing. They really are. Welcome, Mike. Thanks so much. And as Katie said, yes, you will also be getting a video. So um, yeah, but by the time this episode airs, you'll already have it. But um, welcome. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, everyone. And if you want to see our extra content the extra fun stuff we do on patreon you can join us at patreon.com slash not so molly mormon yay yay well (laughs) friends today is a very special lesson (laughs) given by none other than sister sarah and these i live for these these episodes (laughs) (laughs) well buckle up um as i I mentioned click (laughs) (laughs) it's gonna be a wild ride no but as I mentioned in the uh Patreon episode I can't remember what topics we've covered and what ones we haven't so (laughs) if we've already covered this one sorry you're gonna get it again um listeners just give us some grace because we've been doing this (laughs) for five years now and sometimes we forget if we've talked about something it's like I think some people will understand if you do a lot of talking for your job, sometimes you forget what you've covered and what you haven't. Things kind of go in one ear and out the other because you have to do so much research and talking about things. You're like, wait, I think I've covered this, but I don't know. So 
we might do a little double dipping, but you know, I don't think you guys care. You all are so nice and loving for the most part. (laughs) And I'm sure you've forgotten as well, unless you like binge listen. But for those of you who started back in the day when we first started, you've, you've forgotten as well. But I think what Katie, like, I think you would agree. It's also because sometimes we touch on these topics in another episode that is not, and, it's not the main topic, but we'll be like, Oh yeah. And it's kind of like, da, 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 and we go off on a bit of a tangent right. about that one small part. But then I'm like, but did we cover an entire episode on it? I can't right. remember. <laughs> so here we go. So the other day when Katie took us on the journey of the Jaredites and the finger <laughs> of Jared, and which, holes. which by the way, I just want to say I had a couple people mention to me. They were like, they asked if we had had a few drinks. <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, that was 8 a.m. for me. That was just our full on stone sober, like us being silly together. <laughs> that is amazing that people asked you that. Oh, I know. my God. I Not wish we would have been drunk. That would have been hilarious or stoned, but you know. Alas, Worth that's eating. Yeah, that's. I'm not about to have drinks at 8 a.m. Sorry, friend. <laughs> <laughs> I did say this is how vain I am sometimes. I re-listened to that episode the other day because I can't remember why I decided. I mean, obviously because we're hilarious, but I was like, oh, <laughs> let me listen to this because I think I was trying to remember what something was said in there, and so I like mm-hmm. went through, and I was just cackling at ourselves. Like, I was cackling at our own podcast, listening to our own voices, you guys. That is... Uh, <laughs> that's just next level. That just shows. It's, yeah, we don't need to get drunk. We just think everything's funny that we say, so... Everything's funny, and I'm super arrogant and vain. There's that, too. I'm just like, <laughs> we're funny. Uh, I'm going to laugh and just listen to this episode. So go check it out. Um, it's a good one, and uh, lots of uh, visuals that will pop in your head that will make you laugh, because I think that's what got it for me. It was just like the visuals, the, the visuals. describing stuff. I just couldn't <laughs> stop giggling. Oh, yeah. um, so anyway, so after that episode... I was like, what other batshit stories are in the Book of Mormon that I just thought was normal and real? I literally believed in them. It wasn't a figurative thing to me. So I went down a little rabbit hole and was like, "Mm, which one do I want to do? I don't know. And I came across Helaman. Yes. Uh, No, I, I don't think we've gone into any detail about Helaman. Okay, good. Because I think we've touched on it a little bit sometimes, Mm -hmm. but we haven't gone into the full. So Helaman, there's a lot of stories. And so the Helaman, the story of Helaman, and I'm focusing on Helaman and his 2,000 warriors. Oh, the stripling warriors. The stripling warriors, yes. And this is in the Book of Alma. And that is a really, I think it may be, correct me if I'm wrong, it may be the longest book in the Book of Mormon. So when we say books, it's like chapters in the Book of Mormon. But yeah, that are all, they're, yeah, if you're never mowed, they're quote unquote like named after prophets. So (laughs) (laughs) but these aren't real people, but they think that they're real people. And this, yeah, they're like chapters, but they're books in the Book of Mormon. And I I'm not sure if it's the longest one, but I do know that it has that um (laughs) what's the the stigma around it that's like, oh this Alma's the one that makes you fall asleep because it's spring and probably the longest yeah exactly it's a lot to get through it's a lot of chapters a lot of different because you think it's all about Alma but it's not there's like 
there's Ammon in there. There's like Helaman. There's all these different Mormon characters within the Book of Alma and like stories. And this one in particular, I thought of this one first because there's like a scripture that you have to memorize and seminary that goes along with a lot of the scriptures in Helaman and blah, blah, blah. So I just went down a rabbit hole and I was like, ooh, Helaman and his stripling warriors. And it's a specific number, 2,000 to be 2, exact. 2,000 stripling warriors. Yes. And this is the one I've referenced a few times where there's a Mormon painting that's usually in almost every Mormon church of Helaman and his stripling warriors. And they're all like jacked. I mean, they're like ripped. Oh, I... I can fight. envision it. And it, they all have their shirts off. Yes, they do. And, and they're all white. And I feel uh-huh. like they're all decked out in, like, jewelry, too. or something. They are. They are, indeed. And, yeah, they're white people. So, they... <laughs> also, can I just say, I can't help but giggle because I, I always want to say they're 2,000 stripping warriors. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, my God, get out of my head. I made a little note on my Google Doc that says, like, he, 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 stripper warriors. He, 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 he. <laughs> Because that's what I thought of. Because well, in the paintings, they look like they're really ripped. They're attractive. Like they're teenage Sarah, super, damn. He's, they're super ripped. Yeah, yeah. I know. Also yeah. funny that like these photos and paintings were allowed in church buildings and in lessons. But if you depicted a woman that was showing any amount of skin, that was super against the rules. Like, <laughs> yeah, but these exactly. men can show as they want. I mean, not complaining, but still. Yeah, no, exactly. A hundred percent. Yep. And, and this is like when I was in high school, I had one of my best friends, he came once to, it was like a Wednesday night activity for the young women, young men. He just came to like pick me up or something. I can't remember why he went to church. Um, It wasn't to go to the actual activity. It was like drop off something for me or pick me up or something like that. And he went into the, the, (laughs) he went into the church and he saw this painting. It was like, whoa, 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 Sarah, look at these guys, like, they're all ripped, and I was like, oh, yeah, they are, like, I had never, like, thought of that, you know, I mean, obviously, I was like, oh, they're attractive, but in my head, it was like, this is just what the characters in the Book of Mormon look like, they're real. <laughs> How funny that those, like, just imagine, like, anyone who's never been Mormon just walking into a church building, you're expecting to see, like, paintings of like god and christ or saints or mary but you look in and there's these ripped white dudes with like <laughs> arrows and horses and shit like what it's what exactly <laughs> and we're just like yeah duh that like, makes duh. sense and people these who are, are mormon are like eh, no they did not exist yet. No, they did not exist. And as Katie said, like I, one of my points on here is like the pictures that go along with this text are really problematic because they're all whitewashed. Like all of them are white. And there's one in particular that I'm going to send you at the end. Oh, I'm excited. To prepare. Um, so I got, so before we get into the episode, it's all from the church's resources. Like it's not, it's not me. It's the church sources. So we have Book of Mormon stories. Which, as you guys know, there's that song that we covered, the primary song, Book of Mormon Stories. And then there's a book that goes along with it that's for children. I think mostly children. Um, and it's like it has a picture. Like it ha- basically, it's like a book for kids where there's lots of pictures and very little text. And it's to describe these Book of Mormon stories. Got you. Yes. Okay. 
So I took it from there and then also from the Church of Jesus Christ dot org um, <laughs> from their their manual. Like so from one of their like Sunday school manual books and it's Book of Mormon stories and it's chapter 34. OK, OK, OK. So there you go. Before we get into it, in case we get any haters who are like, eh, you took this out of context. No, I did not. Motherfuckers. I got it straight from the church's <laughs> website. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> Boom. All right. So this is like the overview. I'm going to give the overview first of this story. So it's going to be short and sweet and simple. And it's from basically because it's from this like children's book. So it's one way of like brainwashing little kids, you know, Mm -hmm. right. Keeping Mm -hmm. it short and simple so they can memorize it. Mm -hmm. And then we can get into the lesson around why this is important. Okay. So this story, as I mentioned, is found in the book of Alma. And it's about the people of Ammon who promised God that they would never fight again. And they lived near the Nephites and the Nephites protected them. Okay. Okay. But when the enemies of the people of Ammon attacked the Nephites, the people of Ammon wanted to break their promise and help the Nephites fight. But then Helaman and the other Nephite leaders did not want the people of Ammon to break their promise to God. (laughs) So already. Oh my God. (laughs) stupid and literally is like oh god yeah I can't it's, it's believe so this. again I'm gonna just keep saying it God is a petty bitch <laughs> <laughs> because he's up there being like don't fight but also the Nephites are the good guys so it's like you would think that if the Nephites are being attacked God wouldn't care if you helped defend the good guys but no he's like uh uh Mm-hmm. You made this certain little specific promise, so you got better let the Nephites die out by this attack. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. As if, like, I just, I just can't believe I believed it. I can't believe I was like, yep. That I love, I love hearing these and just imagining <laughs> J-Dog with his head in his hat, just, like, telling this story and whoever the scribe was being like, Whoa, God really has a lot of strange rules, huh? And Jay, I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, anyway, so there was this fight, and then there was this weird promise. <laughs> like, how he comes up with the names, like Ammon, Nephite, Helaman. Like, I wonder if he was like, huh, hell, a man. What a hell of a man. <laughs> what a Helaman. hell of a man, that Helaman. Ooh, you a hell of a man. <laughs> uh, Helaman, done. That's the character. Oh, someone I'm needs done. to be... A male stripper called Hell of a Man. <gasps> oh, yes. Or, I think that's the name of the, the episode right there. Hell of a Man <laughs> slash Helaman, the, the stripling slash stripper warrior. I would even like it better if it was like a drag queen named Hell of a Man. <laughs> Anyways, okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So the young sons of the people of Ammon had not made the promise. So there's a difference. The people of Ammon made the promise, but the young sons of the people of, of Ammon. Oh, make so the they were kind of like the ones when you like cross your fingers behind your back and you're like, yes. I'm excluded from the promise. Okay. Okay. Exactly. That is them. <laughs> that is them. They wanted to help the Nephi army fight for freedom. So exactly 2,000 of these young men chose to defend their country. They asked Helaman to be their leader. Okay, so there's exactly 2,000 white, super fucking ripped, <laughs> like, 19-year-old dudes that all agree. 
and they all come together and they all want the same leader. That makes a lot of sense. Right? That is just really convenient. That's, That's really convenient. convenient. That's, I, <laughs> I'm very impressed. Yeah. Right? Um, okay. So these young men were valiant, brave, and strong. They were also honest and trustworthy, and they kept the commandments of God. Hmm. Okay. Helaman led his 2,000 young warriors into battle. He called them his sons, and they called him their father. Yuck. That's so weird, right? Yes. Yes, Helaman daddy. <laughs> hey, Helaman daddy. <laughs> I love it. Love it. That's how I'm imagining it. And it makes it so much better when it's like that. So much better. Um, okay, although the sons of Helaman had never fought, they were not afraid. Their mothers had taught them to have faith in God and to know that he would help them. Only their mothers taught them? Yeah, it's a weird thing throughout, like, this lesson and a few others. They really emphasize the mothers of Helaman, and I don't understand why, like, as in, I don't because- know. It's because they have abandoned their fathers for Daddy Helaman. (laughs) (laughs) Like, my mom taught me this, and now I'm going to go live with Daddy Helaman. I'm going to live with Daddy Helaman. Whoop. That's where I'm going. I think it's also, I made a a note, like, later down, but I think, for me, it was, like, it was because they're already at that point putting so much pressure on women that they have to, like, be righteous and, you know, instill this faith in God and their children and blah, blah, blah. So Yeah, the women, it's the the women's responsibility to raise the children, right, and still values in them, which the mothers didn't do a very good job of teaching those stripling warriors to wear their garments. Nah, yeah. Right. How come that's another point. How come when Jesus died and was like, I'm going to make a little detour instead of going to heaven, go to America and chill (laughs) there. When he got there, why is it that he wasn't like, you guys need to wear garments because he then tells Joseph Smith later on that he needs to like, wear garments and that everyone who's Mormon has to wear garments. I know. And Jesus never even wore garments. Jesus was scandalous <laughs> and showed his that one little shoulder all the time. It just peeped out and he was teasing everyone. So I think, I think CJ even occasionally showed a nipple. Oh, he always had the little nipple out. <laughs> it was just that one. It's again that shoulder, that one Hold shoulder, on. that one nip. Yeah. I know. It's very promiscuous. But yes, great point. They like in the Book of Mormon, there's no such mention of any kind of protective gar- garment, yet nope. magically that's somehow part of HF and CJ's plan. I I don't know. <laughs> it wasn't important back in the day. I wonder if they also taught them not to masturbate, because that's a lot of dudes. To, that's, a, that's a lot of dudes. I mean, A lot of young men, that, you know. 2,000 young men. <laughs> I mean, come on. Come, come on. on. You know what they're doing. They're They're masturbating. They're pulling out their swords. You know what I'm saying? You know, like, that's Sarah. happening. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Anyways, back on track. Okay, okay so yes, their, their mothers had taught them to be whatever, following to God. be faithful and okay. to put their faith in God. So okay. Helaman and his army fought several battles against the Lamanites, and these young men obeyed all of Helaman's orders. And they fought bravely and helped drive the enemy away. And after the battle, Helaman found that all of his sons had been hurt, but not one had been killed. 
Okay. Oh, sure. I am positive that's what would have happened in a large battle. Okay. That's what would happen. That is realistic, Katie. Um, (laughs) It was a miracle. Helaman was very happy. He knew that these young men had been protected because of their great faith in God. Oh. Okay. Okay. So that is the summary of Helaman and his 2000 stripling warriors. So then there's a lesson, of course, because, you know, in the Mormon church, they like to have lesson time. And this is in, like, one of the gospel manuals for, like, Sunday school or whatever. And it's called, How Do We Become Like the 2000 Stripling Warriors and Captain Moroni? So Captain Moroni is a whole other character in Alma and, like, in the Book of Mormon. But I'm not going to get into that. It's just I wanted to focus on the 2000 Stripling Warriors. And they have, like, these little... (laughs) Katie, I'm sure you've seen them when you go to the website, to the church's website. And if you're looking at different material, they have lots of like little pointers and tips. And so like one one is a teaching tip. And I had okay. to it because I was just like, this is so stupid. So in the, the lesson, it says, <laughs> prayerfully studying the word of God puts us in tune with the Holy Ghost. He can then inspire us to draw upon what we have studied as we teach and lift others. For this reason, it is best to diligently study the scriptures and the words of the prophets before going to supplementary materials to plan a lesson. The Lord promises that if we treasure up in our minds continually the words of life, it shall be given us in every hour and what we should say and how we should teach. So, you know, a little teaching tip that don't go outside the church's materials. Like, <laughs> yeah, stay yeah. in the church's materials and the Holy Ghost will tell you what to say to teach. <laughs> How convenient that it's like, yeah, if you stay within what we tell you to teach, that's what the Holy Ghost will confirm that you should teach. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah, don't look anywhere else. <laughs> don't look anywhere else. Don't worry. Just stay within. And the the Holy Ghost, because he's always there, he's like, oh, yep, that's my cue. Um, mm-hmm. I will, at this very moment, tell you exactly what you need to say. <laughs> unless <for this laughs> unless you're preparing this lesson and you somehow are preparing it late at night, remember <laughs> the Holy Ghost goes to bed at midnight. So stop researching at midnight. <laughs> yeah. Or if you'd watched a rated R movie earlier that day, the Holy Ghost oh. went, uh, 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 not today. Not, not today. Right. Not, not, not today, Sister Sarah. <laughs> not today. Instead, we're going to possess you. Which, little side note, I met up with a dear friend on Friday who's also ex-Mormon. He's my friend and Jackson. Hello at Jackson. Giving you a shout out. He's the one who gave me uh, the CES letter. So the whole reason why I kind of like decided to leave the church one of the reasons anyways and we were chatting about like with our partners like how it was for them to be with an ex-mormon and like the things that they thought were weird because his partner and my husband grew up atheist and one of the things was like demons possessing you and Jackson and I were both like yeah because you know that made sense to us at the time we were like we left the church and now demons are gonna possess us it makes sense oh it really is something that I'll I mean, if you left the church, you probably feel many of you probably went through that where you feel like, like demons are real. We're going to get possessed. And then after a while of being out, you're like, holy shit, I believe that. Uh." I believe that. Exactly. (laughs) Okay. 
So moving on with this lesson. So what I want to focus on, I'm not going to do the entire lesson, but one of the, the main things is that they tell you to divide the students into groups. Okay. okay. And then these groups, they will use a student handout because you have a little prepared student <laughs> handout okay. where you list character traits or core values and spiritual attributes of the 2000 stripling warriors. Okay, so really big biceps, really nice pecs, really defined <laughs> jawline, maybe some gold bracelets, a nice bow and arrow or a spear. <laughs> yeah, that's like the best qualities, right? Those are the virtues I want. Obviously. <laughs> and as I was going through them, so they do a lot of them, right? And I was like, oh my God, these are all, it's like, the same thing. It's repetition. It's it's rep, like brainwashing 101 where it's like constant repetition for us. To like when you read it, it's like different words, but they're saying the same exact thing of what they oh, want. Oh, okay. So okay. at the end of it, I will, I will go through that, but I'm curious to see if you pick up on it while I'm going through it. Okay. I'm sure you will. Um, okay. So I'm not going to do all of them, but a few I picked out was like the first one is valiant for courage. So this one, I was okay with it until the last line. It says, ask the students what courage means. Point out that it is a quality of mind and spirit that enables a person to face difficulty, danger, or pain with firmness and without fear. Bravery implies true courage together with daring and intrepid boldness. Courage is linked to one's self-worth and self-confidence. And then there's this line. One gains confidence through practice and obedience. Mm-mm. So you got to be obedient to right. whatever the church tells you to do and whatever the prophet tells you to do. Yeah. Why did that throwing in the obedience part? Like yep. being obedient does not make you courageous. Exactly. And it doesn't even make sense. I was like, how do you, how is being obedient make you <laughs> courageous? I don't understand. It doesn't. There's a disconnect they have, there. <laughs> yeah. They have to throw it in though, because they want you to obey them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So the second one is um, being true at all times and whatsoever thing they were entrusted. They were men of honesty and integrity. Integrity means strict adherence to high standards of moral and ethical behavior to honor your word, even when no one is watching to be whole and complete. Yeah. And okay. then I thought it was interesting. So I wanted to put this one in here because they use two like they cite two sources outside of the Mormon church that I've never seen that in another lesson before. I'm sure that they exist. It's just so rare. And I I mean, they're not like particularly, you know, mind blowing <laughs> references or citations, but I was just like, Oh, yeah. so they use Aesop, which again, that's like a fable, right? So, right. They, okay. they count. so he, he, they mentioned the fable of the Fox and the mask, but then they randomly have, in a letter to Alexander Hamilton on <laughs> August 28, 1788, President George Washington wrote, I hope I shall always possess firmness and virtue enough to maintain what I consider the most enviable of all titles, the character of an honest man. Okay, you know what? This is bringing back flashbacks. Mormons love to, like, kind of claim George Washington as, I don't know, some type of, like, spiritual... Have you seen that that painting of George Washington praying next to his horse? Yes, yeah. Mormons hang that in their home as if yeah. it's like George Washington was a Mormon, but of course he wasn't. But yeah, yeah. that's so interesting. I, like 
it's interesting how they pull from history these men who clearly would never have been Mormon, probably would have mocked Mormons, but they're like, well, you know, well, we'll just take this quote from them to like make our um, lesson seem more credible or interesting or something. But I also wonder if it's because, so I was thinking about this connection, if it's because, you know, like in general, Mormonism is very conservative and in terms of like politics and stuff. And that's yeah. a lot about, you know, keep the constitution as it was, as the founding fathers made it. We don't want to make any changes, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. there's a whole course at BYU that's founding fathers that you have to take. It's a required course. Um, Mm. yeah that you have to take and I always yeah. thought that was interesting like why there was such an emphasis maybe it's like that in other, other universities I don't know I didn't do my core classes outside of BYU so maybe in other universities you have to do the same thing but I just found it interesting that BYU that was like a requirement as well and well, they, no, they I, make it spiritual I, yeah I think you have a, a point there and also I mean Mormonism is so America centric yeah. like it, it it states that America is the promised land, right? <laughs> so it really does make sense that, like, they would connect that, like, somehow the forefathers were influenced by Mormon Jesus, but, you know, they weren't converted, but Jesus still had a hand in it, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Um, okay, so the next one is, of course, obedient to God's commandments. Again, obedient. Okay. Uh-huh. The next one is did not doubt. So these young men exhibited great faith and truly believed God would deliver them, if not physically, then spiritually. Ooh. Yeah. So it's like, Ew. hey, you might die, but uh. <laughs> well, yeah. That's like the the most culty thing is like, well, you might die, but just believe me. Never doubt. Never question. Exactly. Yeah. Um, okay, the next one is what we kind of already talked about before in the summary, but it's remembered the words of their mothers. They hmm. treasured up and remembered what they learned about the gospel. When we establish righteous habits, the blessings of heaven are manifested in our lives. So again, it's like reinforcing this pressure that women in the church have to be a righteous mother and to be a good example. Like that's just a weird thing to put in there, but it just shows that women yeah. can't just be women in the church they have this like well it's all on you you're responsible for everyone else's actions because mm -hmm. of your righteous cho like choices and habits well yeah and then the immense like guilt that women feel when their children leave the church they feel yeah. like they they did something wrong it was like up to them when the, the children leave because it's their own choice it wasn't anything that the mother did wrong yeah, exactly. But they're made to feel that way. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> next one, I giggle. I'm just reading my notes to the side. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, firm and undaunted. Some definitions for firm and undaunted could include not yielding under pressure, not being easily intimidated, not faltering or hesitating because of fear or disencouragement being ferociously persistent and exhibiting mental toughness. After the Savior had fasted for 40 days, Satan came to tempt him. Satan tempted him with physical pleasures, worldly possession, and power. <laughs> and I made a note that says Satan was three-step maneuvering all around celestial Jesus, tempting him with coffee and masturbation. <laughs> I just can't get over that gift that people have made us. It's just... 
The three-step maneuver. Yeah, Jesus is just super fucking hungry. And (laughs) and Satan's there like, ooh, look, you can make yourself feel good. You should have some coffee. I'm sure he showed up with some type of delicious funeral potatoes or something. (laughs) Like, you're hungry here. Some jello with carrots. Mm -hmm. Gobble, gobble. (laughs) And then it says, the Savior's response was clear. Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thy serve. Oh, the way you said that. Get get thee behind me. Get thee behind thee, right? (laughs) So good. Okay, so the next one is performed every word of command with exactness. Hmm. Yeah, so, okay. The core value described in this verse could include excellence in all we do and precise obedience to God's commandments. Oh, this is totally not even, (laughs) like, manifesting perfectionism. Like, making Uh sure we're all having to be perfect at all times. Uh-huh, exactly. It's all, even though they're like, no one's perfect, but you should. And even this quote says, exactness implies striving for perfection. Oh, my goodness. Yep, there mm-hmm. it is. Yep. There it is. These warriors were loyal to their leaders, aka listen to your prophet and don't ever question what right. they say. Be loyal. Uh, don't, yeah, again, like it's the leaders of the church are always right. Exactly. And then um, don't demand more from others than you are willing to give yourself. Excellence is doing the common things of life uncommonly well. And this next quote gave me life. It gave me life because we're going to get into it. So it's from President Hinckley. Mm. (laughs) And he said, don't be a scrub. I don't want no scrub. Scrub is a kid that can't get no love from me. <laughs> and the thing is, so before I even read the rest of the quote, that's the first thing. Don't be a scrub with an exclamation point. And I was dying. And I was like, okay, <laughs> when was this quote taken? Like, when did he say this? It was September 1999. So I was like, I got to Google when TLC came out because I'm pretty <gasps> sure it was 1999. You got I was, TLC? was it 90? Yeah. yeah. No Scrubs was released February 1999, and this quote is from September 1999. <laughs> what are you referencing TLC? Oh, my know. God. You know Gordo just had that CD, and he was secretly <laughs> jamming to it when it came out. <laughs> he had window down, just driving down the strip in Orem and jamming out to don't be a scrub, okay? No scrubs. No, no, no scrubs. Don't be a scrub. <laughs> I just didn't even care about the rest of the quote. I was just like, oh, oh my God, Hinkley said don't be a scrub. And this was after TLC released No Scrubs. I'm dying. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, the next one is, according to their faith, it was done. These warriors were able to make important things happen by their faith. <clears throat> mm. Sure they did. Mm-hmm. Miraculous power of God because of their exceeding faith. These warriors were preserved because of their exceeding faith. Their preservation in battle was miraculous and and astonished the whole army because they put their trust in God. So God saved them. It's all just so stupid. Like when you try to break it down because it's like they're in battle killing other humans that are supposedly God's children as well. But God's like, God's up there like wiggling his fingers like, 
yes, yes, kill them, and then I'll save you. And it's like, what the hell? What is this? (laughs) Exactly. It's like the weirdest shit to me. And yeah, I just, uh, yeah, okay. So the next one, they did pour out their souls in prayer to God. Why do we pray to God? What did they pray for? How did God answer their prayers? He visited them with assurance and spoke peace to their souls. God granted unto them great faith and hope in their deliverance and courage to conquer their enemies. Hmm. Okay. Next one, strict to remember God from day to day. How can we remember God each day? When we partake the sacrament each Sunday, we covenant to always remember him and keep his commandments. God is a personal God who will answer your prayers and grant the righteous desire of your heart. A.K.A. he will find those goddamn keys for you, Karen, anytime <laughs> you need them. <laughs> you know what? He's just such a jealous God. It's like he reminds me of like someone who will not stop texting you when you are busy. <laughs> It's like, why do I have to constantly be thinking about you? I have shit to do. Like, I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Or the, yeah, the person who's like, hey, did you get my previous message? Hey, saw that you were on Instagram, winky smiley face. And they still respond and they're like, okay, really, are you mad at me? What's going on? So don't respond. Um, (laughs) do you want to have a call? Should I call you? Like, is everything okay? And it's like, for fuck's sake, I will get to you when I get to you. (laughs) Yeah. God is so obsessed with everyone <laughs> constantly thinking about him. <laughs> get, a life, get a life, HF. <laughs> Jeez. Um, okay, so the next one is observe to keep his statutes, judgments, and commandments continually. Obedience is one way we can show our commitment to live Christ-like lives. Another one, faith in the prophecies. How can we know concerning the prophecies? When we study the scriptures, our faith increases. Our appreciation for the atonement of Christ grows and our resolve to live better is strengthened. Not for me. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's just this random, like another like teaching tip that's in the middle of the lesson. And I was just like, huh? So I wanted to include it. So it says faith in the Savior, Jesus Christ, was the ultimate source of power for Helaman's young warriors and for Captain Moroni, who we didn't talk about Captain Moroni, but that's another character. Yeah. Um, The attributes they possessed were immovable and made them people who were firm and undaunted in all things. Let the service members, service members, know that they can become men and women like Captain Moroni and the stripling warriors. Military men and women of faith who follow the commandments of God and are Christ-like in their actions. And I just like highlighted that because I'm a bit confused. I was like, are they being literal with the military men and women comment? Or is it like they're saying we should be militant in our studies and obedience? Yeah, I was I was thinking the same thing. My mind went to are they equating yeah, more men, people who are in like the army, the navy, the military, I guess. Yeah. Uh, to that or in like kind of honoring them in that way? Or are they saying everyone needs to be militant? Probably both. Yeah, right. I just thought it was a bit odd. Like, obviously, of course, I'm not like knocking military men or women. No, no, no. I have no. a lot of respect for them. But I was just confused. Like, yeah, huh? like, are they being literal? It just kind of seemed out of the blue. Like if they talked about it maybe earlier in the lesson. I don't know. It just seemed a bit like. I well, don't yeah, know I mean, it literal. does seem. It does seem like this lesson, from what I remember, 
Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember ever being literal about like military members, but they did use it a lot. And I feel like they used it even more towards like young men to be like, be a warrior, be militant about like protecting mm-hmm. the church and kind of like putting on that fight for the church persona, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, I'm not going to go into any more of it because it's just the same shit. And it's a it's a story that's made up in the Book of Mormon, right? Like, it's all bullshit. It's made up. <laughs> It's a lot of repetition and brainwashing, and it just emphasizes these three points over and over again. Be obedient, no matter what. Be faithful, never question anything. And be prayerful. Pray for those lost keys. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) wash, rinse, repeat over and over and over again. Like, throughout that whole lesson, I was just like, oh, my God, it's just the same thing. Be obedient, be faithful, be prayerful. But they say it in a different way. Right. It's like they say it so many times that it's like, yep, maybe eventually they'll just, you know, be brainwashed into thinking that's what you have to do. Never question anything. Just be obedient. Be faithful. Pray as much as you can and everything will work out for you. And if it doesn't, then you're not righteous enough. And it's your fault. Yeah, I I took away that it was really be obedient. Like the reason that these guys, these stripling stripper warriors (laughs) were protected is because they obeyed Helaman. They obeyed his every single word and didn't question him. So therefore their lives were spared. Exactly. Yep. And if they had been, you know, horrible three-step maneuvering Satan worshipers, then they would have died in battle. Or if they even questioned, right. If they were like, wait, (laughs) but um, this reminds me of the song. Remember the song? Uh, we are as the army of Helaman. Oh, we, oh, do you have that coming up? No, I don't. But I was going to say, so this reminds me of my closing prayer. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> but when you click on Book of Mormon stories, so where I got like the summary and there's all the fun pictures of white Helaman, they have like a video of it. Um, so like instead of you reading it to kids or showing them pictures, you can watch the video and the background, the video is that song. So the song okay. is in the background of Army of Helaman. So as I was like preparing for this, I was going to say lesson. <laughs> it's not a lesson. It as is was, a totally a lesson. Sarah. <laughs> as I was preparing for this podcast episode, I was like jamming out to it in the background. I was like, Army of Helaman. Mm-mm-mm. And I, I was I, like, no. Yeah, it says, we are as the army of Helaman. We have been taught in our youth that we will be the Lord's missionaries to bring the world his truth. Like, I'm not even reading anything. I just know that because that's how much <laughs> You know it. I don't even know all the, I just know like that. And then, as I said before, like, then the, then there's like the young women who come in with Sisters of Zion and we do a little <laughs> mesh up, you know, where yep. it merges. It's so good. So I'm just going to leave you on this note and this image that I'm sending to you right now. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is after Helaman and his warriors win the battle. (laughs) Look at Helaman and look at one of his warriors. Wait, hold on. Is Helaman the one in the hat? The white one. Helaman is the white one. Okay, you guys, so Helaman is white, he is clean shaven, and he has this weird, like, metal hat on that has a leather strap under his chin, with, and his hair has, like, dangly 
what what are those like pieces I of fabric? Know. I don't know. And he looks like a Mormon missionary. Like he looks like Mitt Romney's son. And he's wearing this like breastplate, and his arms are out, and he's he whole. He's, he has a farmer stand, <laughs> and his arm is around. I'm assuming is this a Lamanite or is this one of his warriors? This is one of his warriors. This is one of his sons. This okay. is Helaman daddy. And oh. Oh, oh, this this puts a whole new meaning on this. So he has his arm around him and then he's ho- clasping his other hand and the son has a very bad bowl oh, cut. cut. <laughs> and they're looking at each other adoringly with these grins on their faces. And then, oh my God. And then there's these like other warriors in the background with like dumb grins on their faces. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> and one of them has a cape. Look at his cape. I know it's a cape. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, this, we're going to need to use this as the meme for this. That's episode. what I was. I was hoping you say that. So Katie always creates the memes, and they're fucking fantastic, as we always know. Um, and I saw this. This was, was the, I think, the one of the last images of the Book of Mormon stories, and I oh. was like cracking up, laughing so hard. So I took a screenshot and was like, I have to share this with Katie in the hopes that you'll make a glorious meme. Out oh of my god! So this. <laughs> This is amazing. This white Helaman right here is who Mormons believe Native American indigenous people descended from. I am floored right now. His farmer's tan. Oh, my God. <laughs> he included a farmer's tan. Like, that is next level detail. Like for I cannot handle his face. His <laughs> in Mormon face. I am. This is outrageous. I am obsessed. He has, like. It, it literally, like you said, it looks like a more, it looks like every Mormon missionary, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he's the <laughs> the amazing stripling warriors leader daddy. <laughs> <laughs> daddy, that's who, human daddy. Oh, daddy. wow. Um, so, so that's, that's gold. That is, that is just amazing. And I cannot believe, like, they show these pictures to, yeah. especially, like, little kids and even in, like, other teaching capacities, they, like, show these during lessons. And everyone in the room is like, oh, cool. That's what he looked like. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. Isn't it so bad? <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Wow. That was wonderful. I enjoyed every minute of that lesson. <laughs> Thank you for our lesson. Um, and that's it. We're going to wrap up the Sunday school lesson on that note. <laughs> and... We love you all. Uh, We'll be back next week. We'll be back. Bye. (laughs)